Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by the Maine Historical Wargamers Association. They're the folks behind Huzzah! Historical Wargaming for New England. Huzzah takes place May 15th to the 17th, 2020 at the Doubletree in South Portland, Maine. Experience some of the best historical wargaming at Huzzah! Visit www.huzzahcon.com for more information. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by Enfilade. Enfilade is a flagship historical wargaming convention for the Northwest Historical Miniature Gaming Society. Enfilade is held annually over Memorial Day weekend at the Red Lion Inn in Olympia, Washington. Enjoy the largest historical miniature gaming convention west of the Mississippi at Enfilade. Visit www.nhmgscitadel.com for more information. Welcome to Wargaming Recon. I am your host from the land down under, Josh Shoebridge. I am taking over for Jonathan Reinhardt today because he asked me to. So if you don't like it, you can lump it. Today with me, before I continue on, I should say we are part of the TSR Podcasting Network. We are the oldest running tabletop wargaming podcast in the world. And today with me is my friend, my D&D dungeon dwelling buddy, Rowan Charnock. Rowan, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, it, it's pretty interesting talking to you like this over <laughs> this medium mm. where 90% of our conversations are held over, over the internet. <laughs> That's especially lately. Yeah, I absolutely agree. (laughs) What's funny is we only live like five, ten minutes away from each other. Mm, Yep. Yeah, that'd be about right. Yeah, a bit about right. And and we go to the same church. Yeah, indeed. That's right. (laughs) So, and yet, yeah, yeah. here we are. (laughs) We we can thank COVID for that. We We can. can, We can really thank that. So uh, today, what we're going to be talking about is. our D and D, and and all other things that we've been doing. That's part of the. I don't want to say tabletop wargaming hobby because that's not really your hobby, is it? Uh, it's not something that I've had a um, a lot to do with. Certainly not the wargaming side of things. Um, I've done tabletop some stuff, as as I'm sure we're, we'll we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, so the wargaming stuff is something I've only really been introduced to recently by yourself and and uh, other friends in the circle. Yeah, well, that's it. But you've you've been a D and D player for year on and off for years, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I first started playing as a, as a teenager. Um, it's a funny story. I had a sort of a hippie mate of mine, uh, and he had a. I think they called them woofers. Uh, they were someone who's travel come from overseas, and they are staying with the family, helping out with farm stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, he he brought me and a couple of mates. Uh, he sort of introduced us to it, I suppose, uh, back in three point five edition. Um, and we played for a few years and then sort of, I guess, sort of things, life got in the way, I guess, finished high school, that sort of thing, and then didn't play for 
at least 15 years until uh, reintroduced by uh, yours truly. I was going to say, my next question was going to be, so who's the blame now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the absolute blame for my my (laughs) re-addiction, my relapse. It it, it is an addiction, isn't it? Um, Mm. And and, and just uh, to clarify to the listeners, so what happened was my birthday in 2019 uh, I was because uh, I've been I'm been a tabletop gamer since I was 13. So now it's been it's been 20 years since I first started tabletop gaming, and I'm so I've never played D and D ever. So I was like, all right, my birthday, I'm going to have a group of mates over. We're going to have a D and D session. We we use the the Lost Minds of Fendelva uh, that you get in the not the latest starter kit. But the one uh, prior to, yeah, because it's now it's called, it, yeah, it's it's called D and D Essentials now, which is, uh, what is it, Frost, Frost something? Oh, I can't, uh, I can't remember. There is a new one, yeah. But we're we're not doing that one at the moment. We're doing uh, our D our DMs got us doing this really amazing one to do with mm, the uh, Dragon Heist, I think. Yeah, Dragon Heist, which is Mad Mage. But it, it, we 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 started that. It was a group of us, so it was myself, uh, you, your wife, uh, Andrew, mm-hmm. Daniel, and our, Chris. Our, our, Chris was our DM, who is now, he, he's sort of taking, like, the biggest demotion that you could take, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. So what, for you, made it incredibly addictive when we first started playing again? Ah, yeah, good question. Um, look, I think that, you know, that day when we came on your birthday, um, you sort of, I will say you never know with d d it, it's, it's, it can be great. And, and there's certainly some, some uncomfortable or unpleasant experiences you can have with it. As they're saying, they say that, um, no d d is better than bad d d Um, so I remember feeling a little bit apprehensive, just wondering, because I didn't know everyone who was going to be there. Um, and I didn't know the DM. Um, but I think for me, what was so addictive that day and, and what's always been addictive for me with D&D is, is it's the best form of an interactive story you can get, basically. Um, uh, as you know, I love, you know, I'm, I, I've played a lot of video games. Uh, I played a lot of video games growing up, um, still do, obviously. And uh, for me, the stories in the games is always what drew me in. Uh, you know, massive, uh, avid reader as a child. Um, but for D&D, it's, it's just it's the best form of, of storytelling because you get to play a part. You're part of a group of other players that are playing a part. Um, you are being guided along, but you can basically make your own um, story or um, sort of your, your own character arc, I guess. Um, you get to be this this character uh, or play act as this character. And it's, yeah, it's, it's um, I think telling that story is addictive. It, it is. No, I agree with you, especially when we're, there's certain key points that are meant to... In, <laughs> I didn't mean to say key points in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. So that's Fun. something that my character has at the moment is called key points. So we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Uh, but the, the, for me, the key point is like these little checkpoints that happen within the story that you're like, oh, man, I, I, I want to get there. I want that to happen. Mm. I want to see what happens there. Like I, yep. I, I've had many of those 
especially being able to live out my level of arrogancy with some of my characters <laughs> so far, which is incredibly yeah. fun. I, I, I adore being the arrogant leader, um, but now I'm playing this more of a Sheldon Cooper who knows bow staff skills. And <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good description, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Going into into uh, what we've been doing, so we've evolved how we've played mm. a lot so, since day one. Uh, what, what's been your favourite sort of evolution of, of play that we've played so far? I think for, for me personally, obviously when we played uh, Lost Minds of Fandelva, you're, you're sort of given a character and you can obviously make that what you will from, an, from a roleplay perspective and you can sort of create your own sort of backstories a little bit within a bit of a mould. And they do that obviously in that Essentials kit. So you, um, you have something to work with. You're not sitting down playing the game and spending hours trying to work out how to build a character. You can just jump in and play. But I think for me, the new campaign um, that Andrew's running obviously the the big thing is we've created these characters from scratch um that we've created the backstories from scratch we've been able to be a lot more creative in that regard so um that that's a huge evolution in that we've seen the group sort of play in that space a lot more which is you know which is this is fantastic um it creates some <laughs> some very chaotic and amusing scenarios, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> well, well, it sort of shifts the dynamic around our group as mm, well, because it's it like, so our group, we've got, if, if we were going to be stereotypical of our group, we've got yourself who is, is incredibly into high fantasy science fiction video games, who mm -hmm. loves stories, who loves knowledge and vernacular and all of those amazing things. And you've got, uh, our DM, who is the weirdest receptacle of rules one could meet, <laughs> absolutely. And and and, that, and that, I say that with love. I one of, my, <laughs> one of my good friends who I've known since I I think it was a third or fourth meeting of the uh, Marimbula War Game Society. That's mm. how we met, and we've been playing games together ever since. And that's that's over six years ago now. In yep. fact, his Youngest child was born the only a few hours after my youngest child next door to each other in the hospital. That's right. And <clears throat> both redheads. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then we've got Daniel who is, okay, we love Daniel. Absolutely love Daniel. Mm. He is awkward as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was amusing watching him play the rogue, uh, the, the fairly charismatic rogue in our initial campaign because, of course, his character had these abilities. But, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he literally froze when these guards came up to him and said, what are you mm. doing? And he's like, you've got the highest deception or say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so uh, so then he so he's taken on in in this new new campaign that we started this half orc who mm. I believe is much like I, I say this with love is much like him, uh, <laughs> and then we have Chris who was our former DM who is now playing a child. Mm. Funnily enough, he is the he is the yeah homebrew. Mm. He is the oldest member of our group. Mm. Yeah. He's also the shortest. Yeah. By a lot. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and so, and he, he gets to play that, that sort of style. And then we have your wife, Elisha, who I believe she's really picked a character that is her. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So like, cause you helped her form that character, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Elijah in this way, so that's my wife, is, is kind of the opposite to Andrew. Like Andrew is this, as you said, a receptacle of rules. He, he learns things, he absorbs um, rules and knowledge. He, you know, he demands a genius at it. Um, my wife is not so interested in that. She, she really just wants to just jump in and <laughs> throw curveballs in and sort of play that sort of role play aspect. And that's what she's happy doing. So yeah, she's sort of playing that sort of character that's, I wouldn't. I hesitate to call ditzy, but she's she she's quite happy just to let sort of things unfold while she plays her own um, sort of her own character's game there. So yeah, it's it's definitely fitting. Well, well, that's it. She spends a lot of time like in between where where she's sort of needed in the story. Mm. Doodling. Yes. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, did a lot. That's right. And and she she's created some amazing uh, artwork for for our campaign, especially GIF, since we've been playing more online. And <laughs> see, that's where me, I come into it. Where my character is definitely just this, you know, Leroy Jenkins of like, I don't mm. care what's going to happen. Risk mm. versus reward. I'm going in. I'm going to kick some ass. And yeah. so, with my character's name at the moment is called Binjiru. And uh, I, our ter- there's a term now within our group go- is is going full binjiru. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's. And I, it's- I want to make that a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, initially you could have sort of said, oh, you know, this is something he's done once or twice, but um, I, I don't think there's been a session without it. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, he just goes, well, you know what? There's, there's something I'm going to run at it. We're going to poke mm. it with a stick, literally a stick, because he uses a bow stuff. Uh, so with, with that dynamics that we've got, we've got this amazing group of really different people who yeah. at the same time, we're, we're usually on the same page. Mm. So I'm going I'm to ask you a really hard question, I think, just, just, right. just, just to make it harder. What yep. is your least favourite thing? about our campaign currently least favorite thing uh, okay um all right yeah i'm gonna be I'll, i can find I be find honest mate. yeah be yeah honest. absolutely yeah yeah um look it's it is difficult but i would say for me um because i'm kind of one of those uh readers if i, if I have a good book in front of me um and i'm having a good time with that book and i want to know what happens next i, I I'm, I'm infinitely curious right and and i will absolutely tear that book to pieces because i i just need to know it, it's it's a thing um i just i need to know uh so for me i guess with with the current campaign I, I and I, I don't know if you've if you've noticed during the games, but I, I'm always trying to drive that story forward because I need to know what's going to happen next, and <laughs> that doesn't always go to plan for me. <laughs> um, oh, yep. I, yeah, like like in particular. Um, Andrew, you know, like Andrew's a stickler for the rules. He he will absolutely go uh, by what the book's saying. He will absolutely let us blunder into traps, into whatever. He's quite happy to, see, you know, he has no intention of of railroading us or giving, uh, you know, some some crumbs that'll get us that little bit further. Uh, he'd be 
he's he's much more um, entertained by sort of seeing what we'll do next without that you know maybe that nudge. Uh, so yeah, for me definitely it's kind of like I I need this I need this to go forward because I want to know what happens and it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say because like for me I, I'm the same. But mm. it's not Andrew, it's other players. Like, and I'm like, all right, sweet. What, what's happening next? And then someone goes, hold on. And they just start talking about something that has oh, nothing yeah. to do with what we're trying to do. And I'm like, come yeah, on, guys, yeah. we've got, we've got, we've got, I've got to get home. I've got to get in bed. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Because <laughs> for some reason, out of a group of functioning, and I mean this, out of functioning adults mm. who are quite successful, mm. I feel like I'm the only one who has a life that has to <laughs> go to bed, get up. Everyone can function on, like, what did you say? You went to bed at 2.30 the other night. I left yeah. at 1. Yeah. And that yeah, was 2:30. too late for me. And so I'm, I'm thinking, come on, guys, let's just get the story going. Yeah, no, I, I I get it. I understand where you're coming from. Um, and look, I can't speak for for all the others, but um, I, you know, I I certainly tend to function a little bit better at night and a little bit worse in the mornings. So I have I have paid for this uh in some of these mornings. But um, I don't know. When it comes to D and D, it's 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 something that I'll I'll pay that price for, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I think but it, it, let's be honest, though, I. If I didn't have work the next day or if I yeah, didn't have of course. fatherhood responsibilities or anything like that, I'd be like, you know, screw it, let's yeah. play. And I would do – and, and that's actually something, I'm, like, as you know, I'm trying to organise a weekend there where we all go away and mm. stay at an Airbnb. No responsibilities and just play. Yeah, yeah, that sounds – yeah, yeah. And so you, you know so you know that I'm trying to organise that. Uh it, and that—that's actually the where we're trying to corrupt you into playing some more tabletop wargaming. Because so wow. other than D and D, we'll go away from D and D for a second. Because uh, sure. there's a number of things that we're doing as, as well, which is a little bit different for you because it's sort of gotten you into World War Two history. Is that correct? Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. Um. So look, I'll I'll so for some context. I I I'm someone who's played a lot of uh you know, real-time strategy RTS games. So I grew up with Age of Empires 2, uh, Command & Conquer, um, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. And as an adult, um, I found myself into Wargame by Eugen Systems, which is the French company that makes some of the um, more uh, realistic um, sort of real-time strategy games set in different periods. And now, now, now hmm? just can I, something in my head tells me, didn't I introduce you to that? You very well might have actually. Yeah, that's that. You yeah, <laughs> you very yeah, well. I'm might just have. I'm just going. Uh, yeah, I'm just going. Hold on, I remember talking to you about that game. Mm. Hold on, you didn't know about that game when I talked to you about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can blame you for a whole bunch of these things. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, certainly. Well, 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 it's funny. It's funny you say that though, mm. because when I moved here. There was no groups of gamers or anything like that that were, you know, connected in, in any way. Agreed, yeah. And and then it was when I met Tom, who, like, rest in peace. Yeah, of course. Yep. Tom and I were the reason, well, we were the driving force behind the Marimbula Wargaming Society. Yep. Which then spawned the, the fact that we have, now we have a friendly local gaming store in the Bega Valley. We do, yeah. We've we've got D and D groups. We've got all the, all this because 
of a chance meeting between Tom and myself. Yeah, grassroots movements. Yeah, it's really important. And and so, which is funny because uh, when when it started, I, I told my wife, "Look, it's just a group of people. We're just going to play games. We're gonna, <laughs> nothing big." <laughs> And then and and then I ended up becoming the president of the of the association. Yeah. And 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 there and now I have a shipping container in my yard full of gear. <laughs> yeah, these things start small. I don't end there. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't. No, they don't. And the, and so when when people go, oh, who do I blame for this? Mm-hmm. I I am more than happy to say I'm the living survivor of the reason why this is happening yeah yeah and from what i know about you i think you'd actually be proud of it oh very <laughs> no i sorry sorry to interrupt so you're yeah talking about, uh, it was a war like game at the time yeah so look uh, as some people of fans of that series might know their 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 next installments were um steel division uh normandy 44 and steel division 2 um and i didn't really get into the first one but i did jump into steel division 2 and i did play a lot of that game um uh, sort of before we were into D and before a whole bunch of other these things sort of uh, happened, um, and I think it was um, uh, not long before you know, just sort of maybe around the time that the COVID lockdowns were beginning, maybe March or April, um, where it was Andrew who suggested trying out World of Tanks, um, which is you know based on that World War Two um, sort of you know equipment. Uh, and that sort of thing. So, um, you, you know, I remember when that happened because he, I, it wasn't like he, he suggested, he was like, I got a message from mm-hmm. him saying, have you got the world of tanks on your computer? Yeah. I went, no. Goes, <laughs> yeah, get get it. It. yeah, he was pretty insistent. <laughs> uh, and, and then it was like an hour later, have you got it yet? Play through the tutorial so we can play hmm. i'm like okay i played through the tutorial he neglected to tell me to get it from wargaming.net not get the steam version which oh, is yeah. wargaming so it was a world of tanks Bullets, Blitz, yeah. which is different so i'm there going i'm, I'm can't find you on here I can't, I can't add you as a friend he goes what are you playing <laughs> World of Tanks, and this one for an hour or so. Yeah, and then I got really, then I got really. Because I think we were both doing the tutorial pretty much around the same time. I think because neither you or I were introduced to this until Andrew suggested it. Okay, all right. Um, so I think you and I both started playing uh, World of Tanks around the same time. We were doing the tutorial at the same time. Um, you know, and I think. It was once we got into that. For me, it was kind of a, a bit of a gateway drug into uh, all things World War Two in in some respect. So um, I, I started reading a lot of Wikipedia, watching YouTube videos on it. Um, I watched Downfall, which I'd never seen before. Um, played some games in some other areas like uh, Hearts of Iron Four, that sort of thing. Um, and just yeah, a bit of a deep dive into the into the time period. It was not something I'd ever really done before outside of high school. And and, and that is something where if you look at how we tabletop war game besides star wars legion that was where we were headed we went so games workshop mm. stopped supporting the fantasy game that we played and so we picked yep. up things like flames of war which is a 15 millimeter scale uh, world war ii uh, and there's also another one that we we play also quite 
a lot of, which is called bolt action, which is a 28 millimeter. It's made mm. by Warlord Games. And yep. it's good that we're talking about this because this is a historical wargaming podcast. And so we've got to make sure we add that little bit in each time just so we can say that's what we are. (laughs) (laughs) Of um, course. But we've gone from those games now. Now So like World of Tanks, we we still play that quite regularly, don't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It's it's sort of became a um, a sort of a, a, you know, evening ritual a bit to a degree you know everyone jumps online jumps on discord um everyone sort of blows off some steam about the day about you know covid or lockdowns or whatever and and just shoot some tanks well that's it and but we're really lucky where we live at the moment we it doesn't really feel like we have any restrictions except we just got to make sure we've got hand sanitizer on our hands when we go into Woolworths yeah pretty much yeah we're very lucky where we are i agree and but we we're playing with people uh we've got a friend of ours in new zealand we've got and when i say friend i use a friend term friend loosely because we've never met (laughs) most of these people i think andrew is really the glue to a lot of these things and so we've got like last night we were on with uh who were we on with last night was it i think it was i saw you guys with uh dan was it no 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 uh, when, no. We, when we were playing uh oh uh, what were we playing last night? oh still division still division we were playing oh. still division and so it was i got on it was you andrew and uh, um lucas andrew's brother lucas that's right and so me and you haven't met him obviously no. andrew has but <laughs> i'd be shocked otherwise yeah <laughs> I have a brother I've never met. Oh, right. I, okay. I, I, I stand I'm corrected. being serious. I have a brother yeah, yeah. I've never met. I stand uh, corrected. <laughs> but uh, well, that's a story for another day. Yeah. But we've also got friends in Melbourne. Uh, with, like you've never, you've never met Dan. Dan's in a room which is an hour and a bit away from us. But mm. I've met him a number of times. We play... We play Star Wars Legion down here in Bega. He comes down to Bega to play tabletop games. Oh, and, there you go. And so we've got, and he's a really interesting uh, individual himself. Oh, actually, he would be someone I would interview on on here for the podcast. He's he's ex active mm. military, and which is really interesting for here because a number of our tabletop gamers are ex military. That's true, Andrew himself. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well, Andrew's ex-military. So uh, Nathan, uh, which I believe you've met at a party yeah. at my house, he's ex-military and he's a doctor. Uh, mm. And then we've got Dan who's ex-military and I know there's others uh, around the, the area. I, I would love to say I'm ex-military, but they wouldn't have me. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, so continue. It is it is a ritual for us now to to jump mm. online most nights, shoot something, calms us down. We look at the clock and go, "Crap, it's bedtime." Yeah, and work in the morning. Yep. And then this is so. This is the one that you introduced me to, called Hell Let Loose. Yeah, that's an, that's an Australian game. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, Hell Let Loose. Yeah, look, that's... um. So for, for your listeners, I suppose, that one's a first-person shooter and it's a very it's a large-scale one. Uh, you've, you've generally got um, 100 players on the map. Think, think your sort of massive-scale type battlefield game. Um, and it's, yeah, set in World War II. And I, I think you'd agree, Josh, that it's, it's, it's very intense. Um, I, I like the term PTSD simulator. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's actually something that Andrew, uh, I, I believe, even warned Dan from playing because it, yeah, it, it, it is, it is brutal, absolutely brutal. Well, so. I, I'm, and I'm not lying when I say this. The first night I played it, when, when we literally, I downloaded it. I've gone click play. We're in mm. the game. I'm going, the hell am I doing? Mm. And then running, I'm like, okay, I'm dead. Yeah. Hold F to let go. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's messed up and yeah, then, messed up. Like, after we played the game i'm like okay so no no it's not after during the game I'm like okay how long have this game have we got an hour and a half what we've been playing for 45 minutes hmm. and, and so these timed games that go for ages and then after we finish playing i've gone to bed and i like i had dreams that night of like things darting in the bushes and like oh, can i shoot it can i shoot it oh no yeah. okay and then i'm like, I'm like I'm, I'm, i've been shot what am i doing and it was this intense dream like man mm. that game oh, is, I believe that it. game is a drug yeah yeah i believe it uh, and look i think i think here there's a there's a good discussion there around historical accuracy and showing the um the brutality of of war and and those sort of things like it's it's very easy for people you know especially for myself who's not ex-military to sort of sit there and, and enjoy these sort of very warlike uh games and, and learn about these historical events but um yeah just just showcasing some of what happened in these scenarios to these people is important um it's it was a very brutal time to be alive and, and that's it but the thing is and this is what i say to everyone who has a has a go at anyone who's a tabletop war gamer and says mm-hmm. oh, you're a warmonger you're this you're that mm-hmm. that's not because if you think about it we're the ones studying it from a tactical point of view yep and because we're doing that we're also picking up the intricacies of what was happening at the time yeah and and i think you'd know me well enough that you know like this is a this is a this is a good discussion in that um yeah i i'm certainly of someone who believes that history should be studied uh, history should be known and understood it shouldn't be sort of swept under a carpet it shouldn't be brushed away and, and they're hidden and sort of be for people to be ashamed of um you can be certainly ashamed of of events that uh, um that happened in history and what the country that you might uh, live in might have you know the, the actions they might have taken during some of these things but to hide that away is 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 the far worse a um a sin in my opinion um, it's better to study and learn the um, and understand these things um, so that history doesn't repeat itself or anything like that. Um, and yeah, I think some of these games do that quite well. No, I totally agree with you. Uh, I watched a movie the other week that it's been on my list of movies to watch for since it came out. I just haven't had a chance to watch it. But then I had no, I was the only one home. I, I I could watch it without risking the kids coming in that. And, and it's called the death of Stalin. Oh yeah. And have you seen that one? I haven't. You actually um, suggested it to me recently and I haven't got yeah. to it yet. But yeah. So, so th- it's, it's a movie with a bunch of comedic actors in it. Like Steve Buscemi mm. plays Nikita Khrushchev. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. So, and, and they, the, I thought it was just this comical take on, on a, a fictional thing that happened. Like I thought, yeah, Stalin died and all of these bumbling idiots came in to try and solidify power. Mm. After the movie, I sat down and I always do this with true stories. I'll go, okay, what was true? What was false? Yeah, me too. But the issue with this one was it's 99% accurate. What happened? That's how they behave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that um, they they portrayed Stalin as this like British gangster boss, a, a sort of a little bit like lock, stock and two smoking barrels. Mm, That's mm. what it was like. And I thought it was really it was like, is it, he calls up. So, All right, I want a recording tonight's session, mate. Don't be a bloody muppet. <laughs> All right, I could see Stalin being a little bit like that. At yeah, least personality-wise, if not culturally, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, and I, you you think about it in today's society, mm. and this is, this is something that someone told me not long ago, that we're in a position now where our generation we haven't, like, especially us as Australians, yep. we haven't had a large-scale threat hit us at all. Even even with COVID, hmm. we ha- you think it like the number of people who have succumbed to COVID yep. in Australia compared to anywhere else in the world. Yeah, we're in the we're in the low low vicinity for numbers. Yeah, we, we we haven't had a we haven't had a major terrorist attack in Australia. We have not had a major war come to our shores since World War Two. Mm. We have sent troops overseas, yet we haven't declared war on anything since two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Yeah, and so, and and that again wasn't a direct threat to Australia. Yeah, look, I think certainly the scale you're talking about, I absolutely agree. Um, you go back historically and look at, um, uh, you know, what what a lot of countries consider a major event. Like, um, you know, I, as you know, I spent a couple of years in the Philippines and for them uh, towards the end of World War II, trying to throw off um, Japanese um, uh, invaders and this sort of things, you hear some absolutely nightmarish stories about death marches and and all sorts of stuff. And yet here in Australia, like yes, we've just come out of this, uh, you know, a, a historically very bad fire season. Um, but even then, the scale you're talking about, where you have impact to lives, um, absolutely agree. We, we were very lucky. Yeah, and like oh, we, we both lived through the fires like, in, in in different aspects. Mm. Uh, where you're at your parents' house on one side of the front, I was at my wife's grandparents' house on the other side of the front, and then we sort of met in the middle. And then <laughs> we did in the middle of that, I went to CanCon. <laughs> we did actually. Came back. Yeah. Um, now <laughs> well, far out, it was my so first was trip up there, actually. Yeah. And now we're not having it next year. No, I'm so sad. No, I know. But so, but when I, what I'm getting trying to get at is us as a nation. We like, do, do you, I can tell you when the last political riot happened. Mm. Yeah, well, you're, you're certainly much more uh, knowledged in that area than me, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised. It was in November, November 12th, 1977. Mm. And that was when Gough Whitlam was sacked. Yep. Yep. 
So, so for those in America, who knows, we have a person in our country who can sack our leader. How cool is that? <laughs> and they don't need a reason. They can just say, oh, yeah, no, nah, this guy's doing a crap job. Sack him. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I know. But anyway, that's, that's off, the, off the point. So in, in this evolution of gameplay, so we've, we've started like, with just playing across the table with dice, bit of paper and that. All of us now, besides one, use a digital, a digital medium to keep track of our characters. Mm. And now all of uh, and now we're not even meeting regularly face to face. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so do you do you prefer one to the other? Okay, that, that now that's an interesting question. Um, I will say that um, on probably most levels, I I, I do prefer. Uh, that sort of face-to-face interaction. Um, I think Andrew has sort of stated that, you know, watching people's reactions to things, um, seeing how people uh, respond to things, you get a lot more communication watching people's body language and that sort of thing. So there's certainly a lot more of the story to tell per se uh, when you're face-to-face. But I will say, and you'd be, uh, you know, thoroughly aware of this, we've had some games recently where a lot of more secretive messages were flying back and forth between the players. (laughs) Yeah, um, that's a lot easier over a digital medium where you can send them private messages. Um, it's a little bit harder when you're passing the note back. Oh, exactly, exactly. And and that, for me, is really interesting. Now, we, we have your wife to thank for how we're able to do things. Yeah. With all with uh with Discord, correct? Yeah, that's right. She set up the server and sort of created the sort of themes and stuff. We still have plans, hopefully, for her to do some more art for um for the Discord as well, just to sort of give it a bit more flair. But um, yeah, that's right. She set it all up and sort of tried to convince um maybe you know, I think it was Andrew and Chris to try and get on there. And, and which is really good, like especially as you were saying, the secretive nature of the things that we do, because <laughs> it, it gets pretty hectic. It does. It does. We had a um, just for your listeners, as I suppose, we had a silent session almost, where um, all you'd hear was people typing. It was. It didn't. It, I don't think it went for the whole session. Probably went for. Uh, you know, so maybe that's a misnomer, but it certainly went for a good stretch of time. <laughs> and, and, and and we all know who was to blame we do. for that. Yeah, yeah, pointing fingers to <laughs> your way again, mate. <laughs> it seems that I'm the one who's always to blame for anything that happens. It's super just... Well, you know, I think the term instigator is probably pretty good, pretty apt in this situation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Here's a silly question for you. So uh, just for the, uh, your listeners, without giving, like, your details away, mm. the the basis of your username um, on games, it's Gravitas. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I've used a, a, a variety of different sort of usernames over the years. But, yeah, my, my recent one's Gravitas. Um, so I, basically I've just taken the Latin word, really, and you know, which is, is sort of a uh, – it's, it's a word that describes um, influence um, and sort of glory to an extent or reputation. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's funny. A lot of people don't know what it means, which is fine by me. The word sounds okay as it is. But, um, yeah, for those that do, it just means that. 
And and that goes again with your personality. <laughs> you love syntax and vernacular yeah. and all these fun things that humans I do. do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, as you know, uh, writing's a reading has always been a passion, and I and I do enjoy a, you know to put the pen to paper a little bit myself. Um, but not not that I've managed to get as far with that as I'd like. You know, as you you know well enough, being an and you know a parent um, that works full time and everything else, you don't get a lot of time to dedicate to these things. But certainly when I get the chance, it's good fun. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Especially when you add hobbies into the mix. <laughs> yeah, now, absolutely. Which, is really 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 hard mm. but at the same time that like okay you're a father yep. you're you're a gamer yep. i can and I, I can tell now that you're you also know the like when to say when yeah yeah um yeah you, you could call me a fairly moderate person in a lot of ways um you know as much as we've sort of joked about dnd being very addictive and it absolutely is um yeah i'd, I'd like to think that there's self-control there <laughs> yeah well, i i understand that mm. <laughs> but what, what i'm getting at is so i i listen to a number of podcasts while i'm driving i do a lot of driving for work yep. and I, I've started doing this. Uh, it's it, I, I don't want to say self help because self help is not what I like mm. to call it. It's it's a uh, so what I'm doing. It's it's uh, what's called a twelve week yep. battle plan, in order to essentially make myself a better better person, better man. And in one of those sections, it talks about centering yourself mm. and. He go and the guy. So I I, I don't want to advertise another podcast in this podcast because I don't own this podcast. But the uh, the guy, his name's Ryan. He says that using a a hobby to make yourself a better father and a better husband. So you're at that point. You've been able to blow off steam. You've been able to calm down to be able to look at things with a different set of eyes because you've had that time mm. to you know walk in the door, like sit down because we don't have that time these days. Yeah, and that and it can be different for everyone. Like so, I like I know for yourself, like and something that I found out about you recently was the fact that you love going to the beach and body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Which like and like with, without being an asshole, it's not something that I would picture you doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I've certainly been known to be someone who do does do a lot of sort of outdoor stuff. But certainly when I was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, sort of, oh, I don't know, maybe five to ten years ago, I used to do a lot more of that than I do now. And um, yeah, I certainly like to do more of it at the moment, but we're a bit limited. Yeah, well, at the same time, I, I'm the same yeah. sort of thing. I love being outdoors. I and like I like going to the gym. I like going for a mm. run. I like I like shooting things yep. at things, yep. preferably things that I can eat, <laughs> which I know you don't like because you can see where yeah, I'm going. With this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the vegan. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> and again, but then there's another thing that's that's different about uh, like this is where I'm, I'm trying to get out, and I'll, I'll get to a point sure. in a sec. But so you're you're you are like if you look socially, <laughs> you shouldn't be a vegan. No, I don't. Certainly, I'm not the stereotypical vegan under any definition. <laughs> Absolutely not. Which is 
which is really interesting. Like well, at the gym, we have a stereotypical vegan yeah, yep. who he'll start spouting stuff yeah. off like, "Oh, red meat is the cause of heart disease." Yeah. Like, mm, no, it's not. Hearts are the cause of heart disease. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> a good steak will fix you. But but at the same time, you're able to take this. Oh steps. yeah, like you know they're in absolutely. You know they're in and we never got. I I I think was it the last live D and D session. I was throwing beef jerky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I can probably explain why I can handle that. Well, first thing I'd I'd like to say that you know, as an Australian, and you know, we do tend to have this sort of sense of humour that can be fairly um, uh, self-deprecating. As in, we we make humour about ourselves. We 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 laugh about us. More than, yeah, yes. which is good, right? Like, it's healthier. Um, we've, yeah, we, we're certainly, we were better at it historically. I hope we're still like that. But um, I, I, some yeah, of us, yeah, that's some. probably a good way of saying it. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, um, I, you know, in, in this particular instance, um, I, I can take any joke you've got because I don't consider it a, a core part of my identity or personality or anything like that. It's just, you know, that's something more than um anything else um yeah it was just something my family decided when i was very young and not that i were able, was able to make that decision um myself at that age but and then yeah it's just something that's continued through um and i think that people that try and take those things and then make it part of their core identity is what creates that that sort of problem no i totally agree with you and, and, and this is where i'm getting to the point as there there is a lot of stereotypes when it comes to gaming. yes yep but, and yes, some of them are based on truth. Yep. Most but not. at the same time, if you, you, you look at our group, it is such a diverse mixture of backgrounds, policies, and I, it, it, it's, it's actually quite, quite interesting to see the fact that we have a group around a table. So to get, we'll get this right. So myself, myself I'm a right, I, I'm not, I don't want to say right-leaning, I'm right-leaning. Yep. Then we have Andrew, who, so Andrew, so this is, I, I see a lot of similarities between myself yep. and Andrew. We're both parents. We're both actively religious in our religions. We both have similar viewpoints to society. However, we differ in political views. I think you maybe differ in implementation. I think your views and where, the goals you're going for are probably pretty similar. But, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, oh, I mean, the goals, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're at, we can sit there and we disagree. <laughs> yeah. But we're still good mates at the end of the day, and we take the piss yeah. out of each other. Yeah, it's very healthy. <laughs> and then you've got, say, so you've got Chris, who I'm going to leave that alone for a minute for the sake I'm going to offend That's him. Probably. Right. <laughs> then we've got we, we've got Elisha, who is this very you know quiet. Uh, Ladylike female who also can give it. You've learned that thing, D and D, with my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> Which is fantastic. It, it, but I've, what I found is that the game has brought her out of her shell. No, I really like that about it too. It, it has it has given her some of that confidence to to sort of you know to be a bit more like that in 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 public and and sort of you know play with the group like that. Um, yeah, because she's normally fairly reserved. Yeah. So. And so, and then we've got like yourself who, um, actually me and you. We are, yeah. 
Except for the vegan thing. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. Look, I think I've said to you, I'd like to see myself as a centrist. I think that the world has sort of makes me feel that I'm probably not um, as, as much as I'd like to be. But, um, yeah, certainly, I, you know, you and I are pretty similar. Yeah. See, I don't see... see no, I know. What I see, this is my opinion. Yeah, that's right. Opinion. Tell yeah, me yeah, if I'm wrong. Of course. Tell me if I'm wrong. I see you as someone who will look at the full context yeah. and then make Yeah, that, that's probably a great way of putting it. I'd like to view myself as pragmatic, um, you know, and, and hopefully unbiased. I, I really, I'm, I'm really against the whole concept of barracking for a team in this instance, you know, when it comes to politics or whatever that might be, whether it's picking your team for, you know, if you're playing something like Steel Division, which side and division you use or something like a, a, a nation in, you know, and a wargaming table or whatever. It's, I, I think it's, it's important to review that whole picture and base some decision on its merits rather than <clears throat> anything else. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. And, and, and I agree with you in that respect mm. full heartedly, but I think my inherent bias comes from how certain sides react. Yep. And then I'd sit there and, and, and it's just like how I was at school. If I saw a group of kids who like mucked up, I'm like, yeah, you guys are dickheads. I've got nothing. <laughs> no, I don't want to do anything yeah. with you at all. And, and, and that's me though because I, I've, I was brought up in that like respect rules, respect law. Like to this day, I can feel my mum's hand come out <laughs> the back of my head if I say something. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. okay. And, and yeah, so that's definitely. how I was brought up. Yep. Which, and, and, but I was also brought up to accept things that I don't mm -hmm. understand and to just be respectful to everyone. Mm, yep. That's a difficult one yeah. sometimes. But we're running out of time. I, I'm, I've got three questions for you. That so John doesn't know. So Jonathan is who, who owns the podcast and presents it nine times out of ten. Uh, he, he when he asks me to do it, I'm usually doing yep. it solo. Now that I've got an interviewee, I'm bringing something back from my old radio days. So my, my old uh, co-host Ben and I would ask these questions to everyone okay. that yep. we would interview. We managed to get answers from these three questions from the Prime Minister of Australia, former Prime Minister of Australia, the Premier of Tasmania, the Premier of Victoria, the Premier of New South Wales, uh, Vanessa Amorossi, and a couple of other famous people that I can't remember right now because I don't have the list in front of me. The Wiggles mm. were one of them. Are you ready for Yeah, yeah. Questions? If you've managed to get it out of those people, it shouldn't be too hard to get it out of me. Now, I know one of them is going to be very difficult for <laughs> okay. you. Because you're a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ate mm. cheese, what would be your favourite kind of cheese? Uh, favourite kind? Uh yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, Josh. The last time I ate actual cheese, I probably would have been three. So I'll answer it this way. This is the way I would like to have my cheese. If I, I have eaten soy cheese over the years. Not that anything that I've tasted lately is anywhere near, you know, passable. Um, I, 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 I um. <laughs> That's why veganism. A grilled sucks. cheese sandwich, I reckon. It's probably where it's at for cheese. That's that's um or, or, or a, a quesadilla. So so just so so just 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 like cheddar cheese. Sure. And yeah. Melted. Sure. That's good. Easy days. When you were growing up, who was that celebrity crush? 
Oh, now, actually, I think you've misread me. That one's actually the harder question because um, I really didn't really pay attention to any of that. Um, oh, look, I'll probably have to pick a writer here just because I really don't have an answer that's sort of someone more in that public sphere. But, um, you know, certainly writers are, are fairly famous. So, I'll look, I'll, I'll go with Frank Herbert here, the author of Dune, because um, for, for the philosophy that, he, um, that I read as a child. So, so, so you, you understood my question. No, maybe not. Celebrity ah, crush. you're talking about a female. <laughs> uh, well, um, <laughs> I still don't really have a good answer for you, though, because I really didn't pay attention to it. Um, I, yeah, I, I certainly didn't really have celebrity crushes at, at any age. I, I will take uh, characters from stories of comic mm, books. I wasn't a comic book reader either. Um, Which is something I find interesting. All right. Watching um, uh, the Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, the, the cartoon, as a kid, like like as a 13-year-old. Yes. Like um, and and I'll, list, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give my answer as Katara. There you go. Fair call. Fair call. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Uh, and now the last question, this is yep. going to be the easiest one because usually when we ask this question, mm. I have my co-host with me. <laughs> so the question is, who is more attractive, Ben or me? <laughs> you It'll have to be me because Ben's not here. So thank you, Rowan. For you win by default, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I am technically correct. Of course. The best kind of correct. <laughs> Now, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been great having you. Obviously, we we don't have big gaps between mm. when we talk to each other, so it's not really different for us. But in this sort of medium, it's been quite good just to you know have someone who is very comfortable talking about yeah. what we're doing with me. On Absolutely, yeah. No, thanks for having me. It's it's been good. It's it's it re as you said, it's interesting to discuss in this format. So. No, well, that's it. Now, and, and for our listeners, no matter where you are in this whole crazy mixed up world, where you sit politically, where you sit diet dietary, uh, is that the word? I think it is. Just remember, you have to, you need to, you've got to keep on gaming. Cool. Are you always on the go? Why not take Wargaming Recon with you? If you use an app like Pocket Casts, you can listen to your favorite episodes of Wargaming Recon on your mobile device. Wargaming Recon is a proud member of the TSR Podcast Network. Visit wargamingrecon.com slash TSRPN for more information and to learn about the other good shows on the network. This recording is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike license. Many thanks to Andrew and Court for inspiring the show's name. Wargaming Recon is dedicated to the memory of longtime listener Andrew. I ask all listeners to join me in a moment of silence in memory of Andrew. Thank you to everyone who backed our 2020 podcast season on Kickstarter. In particular, I would like to thank Bob Yates, Cigar Box Battle, Enfilade Convention, Jason Elliott, leader of TSR Games, John Vogel, Lead Bears Tufts, Nate Taylor of Dwarven Forge, Ryzen Phoenix GameCon, and Stefan Pagorni, founder of Dwarven Forge. 
We couldn't have been successful without the help of all of you. Thank you so very much and hope you are enjoying this 2020 podcast season. Wargaming Recon is made possible by listeners like you. Become a Patreon backer to get behind the scenes content and new episodes before everyone else starting at $1 per month. Visit wargamingrecon.com slash Patreon to become a Patreon backer. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by Enfilade. Enfilade is a flagship historical wargaming convention for the Northwest Historical Miniature Gaming Society. Enfilade is held annually over Memorial Day weekend at the Red Lion Inn in Olympia, Washington. Enjoy the largest historical miniature gaming convention west of the Mississippi at Enfilade. Visit www.nhmgscitadel.com for more information. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by the Maine Historical Wargamers Association. They're the folks behind Huzzah! Historical Wargaming for New England. Huzzah takes place May 15th to the 17th, 2020 at the Doubletree in South Portland, Maine. Experience some of the best historical wargaming at Huzzah! Visit www.hazakon.com for more information.